and welcome back to Coffee and Christ. Another episode. What episode? What episode? I don't know. Twenty-two, maybe. Oh my goodness, we're I terrible don't know about at this. You, but this is episode twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> that was Taylor Swift. Nobody knew. That's pretty good. I hope it's episode twenty-two. I think it. Actually, I'm fairly certain it is. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you do. Because I, I, I do not. We really should put episode names, num- numbers on. Excuse me. It's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Because I'm all. It's my age. This is my age episode. Am I twenty-two or twenty-three? I'm 22. When you get in your 20s, it just doesn't it matter. It just leaves anymore. you. It doesn't matter. After 21, you're, nothing significant happens anymore. You get to leave the selective service at like 24, I think. 25, oh, so maybe. I have two more years to be drafted. Yep. Was after 25, you're just not good enough for them anymore? Like I, I guess, yeah, you're just like not in the drawing. Like your bones are just too brittle, so you don't need to be in it. We'll never have a draft. Anymore? Well, you, don't, don't. you don't know that? Now you're going to jinx it. Well, if you do, then you can just persecute me all you want. Throw your stones. Put my follies under a microscope. I don't belong in the military. (laughs) I would not do well. Can you imagine it mean you went to war? We wouldn't get anything done. No. (laughs) Can we still report our podcast on Monday nights? They'll be like, we're in battle right now. (laughs) Whatever they call it. Like, I don't know about war. We're in war. Shoot him. I don't know if I I want to. What if he's good? He could... What if he's a nice guy? What if he doesn't know Jesus? Yeah. I could not be... I couldn't be a sniper or anything. Yeah. I... No. Well, that's why there's people out there for it. Some people have that calling. I... But if there's ever a draft, and I get drafted, just know the world is better... The world would be a better place if I stayed right here where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put me in the draft. Don't do it. Just imagine me in a military. I don't wear green well, and I don't even—I <laughs> don't need to be in the army. I don't look good in green or don't anything. Don't look good in green. I don't. Oh. I'm unripe, like some kind of fruit that's not ripe yet. I'm a green <laughs> tomato. Yes, yeah, a tomato. I don't belong in green. Oh, it's fine. It's, don't belong in it's green. Fine. Don't ever buy me green. Don't. No. Really? No. You don't like green? No. I just got a new green pullover. I bought, mm. bought it from Roback. From what? Roback. You never heard of Robot? No. That's a good golfing brand. Never really? Ever. Well, they're pretty good. I'd look it up. That's some really good stuff. I got like $20 off like coupon thingy and I was like, yeah. Got like a $100 polo for like $80. I was like, well, that's nice. Yeah. I take that all day. That's but, nice. I don't know. Anyway. What, oh, sorry. I mean to, Excuse I me. I did not mean to, <clears throat> to derail sorry. us on the military discussion. That's fine. That's fine. But if there's ever a draft, Joe Biden. Don't pick me. Don't pick me. Trust me. Skip over my name. Trust me. I belong right here. <laughs> Not it's anywhere fine. else. But speaking of golf, the golf <laughs> tournament just excuse you. <clears throat> Good recovery. The golf tournament just happened. You you know more of the updates, so you give some updates. How'd it go? I won. That's a lie. I just lied. <laughs> Everyone's over. I don't think I had the worst score. Last year I was tied for last. Oh, yeah, you sure. definitely didn't have the worst score. I don't think I had the worst score this year. No. Shot two under. That's pretty good. Yeah, is that what we shot? Two oh, under? That's what y'all shot. Two under. I don't remember. I shot six under. But good for you. We were right about that. But it was, I mean, it was, good. it was a good tournament. It was the, no, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The. It was the most full tournament that we've ever had or it doesn't sound right it doesn't sound it was the 
We had more people at this one than the last four years. Okay. It was a record turnout. That's what That's I should have said. That's pretty good, yeah. It was a record turnout. We had... It was full. Completely... Actually, it was too full. Yeah, um, it was a bit full. But other than that, I mean, it was great. We yeah. had a great time. How much time. money did you raise? Huh? How much money did you raise? A little over $8,000. That's awesome. Yeah. All to the Ronald so, McDonald. That's awesome. I'm excited. It's good. Are you gonna go up there like to present like a check yeah. or? Yeah, I'm gonna get moved first and then get all that under wraps and then settled and then I'll go down there. Let's move in day. Sometime, September sixteenth. What? I almost said the fifteenth, but it's the sixteenth. Sixteenth. But I get possession on the fifteenth, so I might just go sleep in the floor, maybe. <laughs> we'll move your bed if you want. No, it's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't move my mattress. I just want to sleep on my floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. But oh, there's a chair. And the rat's back. It's not a rat, it's a mouse. The mouse is back. When you say rat, it puts a whole new spin on like when you see Remy. When you say the word rat, you're like, ew. I think of Remy. But when you think of a mouse, it's a little bit cute. Sort like, of. Like Tom. Yeah. So no, I thought Tom's the cat. Jerry. I thought oh Jerry. I thought Remy was gone. Remy's the mouse that's been haunting my home. And um he's back. I saw him, and I tried to catch him. Well, I tried to kill him, actually, but uh, Wooden Spoon was not enough. Mm. I wish I couldn't find him. So That's okay. It's just been an ongoing war with this mouse. It's about to end, though. So well, Remy, Remy 1 stayed in the kitchen and didn't go anywhere else but the kitchen. Remy 2, now there's evidence of him in my living room, and I don't appreciate the gifts on my end table that I found this morning. In the form of little Remy poops on my end table in my living room. Awesome. Did not appreciate that. Awesome. So, Remy 2 is back for vengeance. I guess so. So, yeah. That's great. I'm moving, so, uh. <laughs> it won't be, it won't be a problem much longer. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. So, what if there's another Remy in my new house? That would be my love. It follows you. Another mouse. It followed you. It's like the chef, the old Chef Boulardie commercials where the can follows the kid home. Oh. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it'd be like him, but Remy would be like running down the street like, <laughs> like you're chasing me. <laughs> I mean, you're not moving too far, so. Like five minutes from here. You might find it. That's what people ask me, like, where'd you move to? Like five minutes away from my other house. Yeah. They're like, why? I'm like. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Yeah. Long story short, I'm super excited. I'm so excited. I'm. I love this house. Good. It's adorable. Good deal. Much like myself. Absolutely. I just smiled at Jackson. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. But anyway. This weekend. uh, You can talk about that. Uh, This weekend, we're going on a little excursion. Why are we going on an excursion? It's your birthday trip. A birthday trip. Excursion birthday trip. We're going to, not really the Smokies, we're going to Pigeon Forge area and playing at the River Course. It's the Sevierville Golf Club. Sevierville Golf Course. River. River Course. Course. So, uh, heard it's a hard course, and I'm not a great player, so we'll see how that goes. There's a lot of sand traps. Seth Fusion would not do well. Sorry, Seth. He finds sand everywhere, poor kid. That's how Steven was at this tournament. I think Steven aimed for every single bunker on the entire course and sometimes there was three per hole I like he'd hit it right towards it and most of the time it'd be a great shot and it'd be short of the green in the bunker I'm like Steven 
That's what Emmeline's famous words this weekend were. I can hit it out of the sand pretty well. <laughs> and I'm like, how about we just don't hit it out? But sometimes it was our best option and we had to hit it out of the sand. No. But That's okay. But it's going to be fun. We're going to go. You get to pick where we eat. And we're going to go do some shopping. As of right now, I knew that. And That's so much burden. Well, it's your birthday trip. Of That's course, so you get much to burden. decide. I'm going to have to look now. I'm going to have to start looking. So. I don't know. Are we going to eat, like, where are we going to eat Saturday night? You're Friday. asking me this now? Where are we going to eat Friday? Like, should we eat don't, in Knoxville don't. on the way? Or should we eat in Pigeon Forge? Or... Oh, that's a good idea. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. TikTok. No. All right. I'm going to have to do some research on that one. But So we're going to get there and then um, play golf at Saturday morning. Yes. But we're going to have to eat somewhere but Saturday morning. Yeah, because sort of our... our Round doesn't start till like eleven fifty, so we got some time to kill. Well, have some brunch. Have some br- I love saying the word brunch. It sounds fancy. It makes you sound sophisticated. Like, like I want to have some brunch. What's that mean? Breakfast at ten, but it's called brunch. Is that breakfast? That's what that means. No, just what I mean. That's what brunch really is. It's just breakfast I know, it's like later be- in the between between between. It's between between breakfast and lunch. I didn't know it was like breakfast at ten though. It's not really. I, I literally you made, just that, made up. that up. Well, that was pretty good. I mean, that's what it that. is. I mean, it's just it's breakfast at ten. Well, that's pretty good. But you call it brunch, and it makes you sound sophisticated. So we're having breakfast at ten, but we're see the 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 catch is when you eat brunch, you're not supposed to eat lunch. Mm. But see, I eat brunch and then I eat lunch, lunch. and then it, so it just doesn't lupper. So, so we're gonna have to bring some like I'm gonna have to make a little sandwich maybe to eat on the course. We'll make, we'll bring some snackies. But it's gonna be fun. It's oh gonna yeah, be fun. That's so, about it. Though. What else? Anything interesting happening? Oh yeah, see, school's taking a taking a turn. Um, it I'm just no, started. <laughs> no longer a business major. Had to get out of my accounting class. That was killing me. I figured out though. I was taking like fourteen and a half hours. And I was like, why? That's so much for part-time. That's so much. What's your full-time student, though? Yeah, I'm technically, air quotes, full-time student to get the Tennessee Promise. Yeah, to have at least 12 hours. Yeah, so that's all good. I, I got replaced. I'm now exercise science major. I'm taking biology and communications and, like, a philosophy class. Because I don't understand why you can't be put into online classes. I just don't. If it's an online class, why is it full? Well, I mean, the, the teacher can only handle so much, maybe. I understand for English, maybe. Like, when you do papers or stuff like that. But, like, my accounting class was all online, and it was through a online book service, too. And it graded everything for you. All my teacher had to do was enter those grades into the grades at Vol State. Oh. That My teacher did was doing nothing. And so I don't understand why you can't just... Take Jackson out of this class and another one. I don't know. I don't work for Vol State. So that's why, well, it's not a worth it. Like, I feel like they just don't care about their job. No. They're like, oh, like, I almost lost my Tennessee Promise because my teacher did not mark me, like, present in her class because she overlooked me. I, like, emailed her. She was like, oh, I must have overlooked you. I'm sorry. Ma'am? <laughs> that was an expensive mistake. That's a very expensive mistake there. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry, I hope this... She's like, let me know if I can help you in any other way. I'm like, well, thanks. You can but... help me in every other way <laughs> by not marking me. I was like, but that is, that is 
That's kind of funny. That's kind of a scary thought. That's kind of funny. So, but it's fine. She that the email went swell, and it's all good now. This reminds me of my college experience, and that is not an experience that you want to be a part of. One time, I took twenty-one hours of classes. Does that mean like twenty-one hours, like in a week? That means like twenty-one hours of your week. You're sitting in a class. That's what I thought. That's yeah. just that's just like. The sitting in the class. That's not the homework and everything that goes with it. It's just you're in class. I took 21 hours. Yeah, that's dumb. I only passed 18 of those hours because that was my history semester. And I dropped it. See, that's the thing. I wanted to be put in a history class. Mm -hmm. I could take the 1010 now, and the next semester we can take the 1020. And he was just like, no, you can't be put in a history class right now. I'm like, why? He goes, it's selective. I'm like, how is it? It's an online history class. I don't it's know. fine. It's whatever. I, I work in the heating and air industry, not in the educational. Yeah. I'll take it next semester, I guess. But I'm in no hurry. Trust me. I don't want. I'm taking history with Jackson, though I'd rather die. Literally. You know what we could do? I'll, I'll take push it, to, it to fulfill my associate's I'll push degree. it back to my next year. So, like when I like quote unquote graduate from Ten- Tennessee Promise. You can also receive your like associate degree, like cert- I don't know what they do, certificate diploma or something, or diploma. Yeah. We'll receive at the same time. We'll oh, be, like, we'll be in graduation together. I'm exactly. Not, I'm not walking. Well, I'm I don't not, think there. I don't think there's walking. Yet. I'm not. I'm I had an associate degree. I'm getting my because it's technically from tech. Technically, all my other classes came from tech, but I'm not. I just want the diploma to appease my mom, Aww. and then I'm done. That's finished. Throw in the towel. I'm right there with you. I just want to hang it up on the wall. Not really. Yeah. But just, speaking of walls, I'm in moving, I'm working on getting my house ready to move. These walls are barren. And I took every picture off the wall. There's like nothing here. The the living room's next. It literally, like, it just looks like a homeless person lives here. Yeah, for real. There's nothing. Speaking of, and then we'll get into the lesson. Yeah. I had a dream last night that I got attacked by a bear. Again? Yes. This is the second time I've had a dream about a bear. We are going to the mountains. Yeah. Except I was, like, in the other dream, I had support. Like, there were people there. This dream, I was alone in a cave with a bear. You're and I don't to, know why. You're going to have to stay close to us when we are golfing. Instead of the baby copperhead month, it's baby bear month. Oh, man. <laughs> but it was... Look around, I, I was in a cave. And I don't know where I was, but I was in a cave. And I was camping in the cave by myself, alone. Which, if you know me, that's not... I would never do that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Camping alone in a cave, in a tent. Why did I pitch a tent tent if I was in a cave? But it doesn't matter. There was a tent there. And I got up in the wee hours of the morning to use the restroom. There was a bear. And I was... I was facing... You can't see me. I was facing away from the bear. I didn't know it was there. And in my mind, while I was using the restroom, I was like, I hope there's no bears in here. And then I turned around and there was a bear. And I was like, and it murdered me. I died. Oh, wow. Oh, my I, gosh. I died. It mauled me to death. There's some psychology. But I woke that. up. I, I woke up as I was dying in the, because I mean, I didn't, I had, I had no gun. It was in the tent. And so I was yelling, like, hey, bear, like, woo, 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 bear. <laughs> and like, he's in all the videos it, that makes them go away. But mm-hmm. this one was um, craving violence because it was a black bear. And I heard those are not even that aggressive, but this one was. I don't know. Bears. And so it attacked me, and then while it was being, I couldn't feel like I wasn't feeling pain. Obviously, it was a dream, but I was like, 
I'm getting mauled by a bear like as we speak. And then I died, and then I woke up. And I was like sitting in my bed. I rose up in bed, and I was like, um, well, I'm going to use the restroom now. So I got up, and I even looked out this window, and I was like, any bears out there? No, hey, bear. So... There's some. There's something behind that. If anybody has more psychology experience than me, which I have a few years under my belt, that didn't do much, but I have a little bit of a psychology degree. But if anybody can explain that to me, why I've had two dreams about a bear attack. First one, I did not get attacked. Second one, I died. So that's scary. Maybe the bear represents something. But I'm okay. But maybe. Are you? (laughs) I'm okay. We're gonna find out. I'm okay. I'm going to f- figure out some things, do some research. But if anyone can dig into that, that would be appreciated. You just let Dylan know. But Joseph was good at, in the Bible, was really good at um, pulling apart dreams. So maybe if anyone has his talent, let me know. Got him mm. out of prison a few times. So if anyone out there is in prison, <laughs> and um, I can't get, get you out. <laughs> can't get you out, but I could get you to explain my dream to me. Yeah. Anyway. That would help you. Anyway. It's all nice. I'm done. Anyway, anyway. Matthew chapter 14. We went through the first 21 verses. 21. And now we're going to finish up the chapter. Uh, would you like to read me, you? Um, I will read through 27. Go ahead. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds... He went up on his mountain by himself to pray, but when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was long away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Take it away. Well, um... Some backstory, if you didn't listen last week, um, we were talking about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and there were crowds around him. So obviously when we start, um, he dismissed the crowds and it was kind of funny because he put the disciples in the boat yeah, and then went to dismiss the crowds by himself. But after he did that, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And I mean, if you've ever had a boat drift away, it's pretty easy. You know, I don't know how, you know how they secured things but even today if you don't secure a boat just right it will float away it's even funny because like they're actually like they're most of them are fishermen too so right (laughs) so how did they get out there there was a storm obviously that pushed the boat away from um the shore and so the fourth watch of the night which is kind of the way that they told time in the evening or whenever they're on a vessel of some sort because they had, I guess we would call it a shift. Yeah, it's like time, like and, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Right. Like something but I don't there. know, I don't know how long each watch was. But but the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the water. So it was no big deal to him that the boat was halfway out in the middle of the sea. But he walks on the water, and the big thing is in verse 26, but when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were terrified and said it is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. And honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, the the sea, any body of water is scary at night. I agree. Like if I was on Center Hill Lake after dark, and someone asked me to jump in the water, no chance. Have you I been on a cruise? 
Huh? Have you been on a cruise? No, I want to go so bad. I've never that, been on a cruise. That, that is a very scary thing because, like, at night, you're the only light for miles. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and it just kind of, like, ends. You don't know when it ends, like, your sight. But, like, it just it just fades into darkness very quickly. You, you don't know how far that goes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and even think about, like, I like to go out at night, like, when we're at the beach and, like, look, and you can see, like, little bitty lights out in the ocean. Yeah. Like, boats or whatever. Um, but when we went to uh, Seaside, there was an oil rig that you could see from our the oh, back wow. porch. It was kind of cool. Yeah. But but anyway, like I get it why they would be afraid because I love the water and I'm not afraid of much. But like you asked me to get in the water after dark, there ain't no chance. I ain't Sharks. getting in it. No. Could be bears in the water. <laughs> uh, no. Sea bears. Sea bears. Sea bears in the water. Um, but... They're immediately freaked out. They're immediately scared. But then the the famous verse, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. You want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. So in verse 28, it says, and Peter answered, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So first of all, Peter in his classic, um, I don't know how to describe it. Peter is a wonderful disciple. He just has many moments of weakness, unfortunately. Yeah. He, he represents us very well. Right. But the Lord has already said in verse 27, uh, Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it's me. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. And Peter responds with, Okay, if it is you, yeah. um, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind... He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took a hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got onto the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Have you read like other accounts of this in Luke and stuff mm-hmm. like that? I, I haven't done too much in the others, but Luke specifically does such a terrible job of saying this story. Mm-hmm. It actually does not mention Peter walking on the water. At all. Yep. We did. We studied this in school. Like, like if you look in your Bibles, you can see like the chunk of page that this whole encounter takes. And like in Luke, it's like not even a quarter of it. Yeah. Like it, it's honestly, I mean, it's not sad, but like it's, I feel like it's a huge chunk they're missing. But this is a very easy thing of fear versus faith. And I, like it comes to us every day. I mean, it's an excellent example. And, you know, some fears, like probably walking on the water, are understandable because we can't walk on the water without Jesus. And it can even keep us from danger, like jumping off a cliff or something like that. But fears that cause us to doubt God, like it did here with Peter, that has to be overcome with faith. And that's how that they go back and forth. But showing that Peter can walk on the water this is miraculous and awesome only as long as he's looking at Jesus only as long as his his heart and his eyes are directly facing Jesus and not worrying about the winds and all that and then when he sees the winds and he sees how daunting they are that's when he starts to sink and even when Peter failed Jesus is like right there that's also what I love is that he doesn't doesn't let him sink he doesn't he doesn't let him die obviously because Peter calls out to him and Jesus is right there and that's how he is to us too I mean like usually if we are actively pursuing trying to get out of this trough 
of a situation, then Jesus helps us out. Like he doesn't just leave us. And so, but why does Peter doubt? And the best answer is the same reason we doubt. Yeah. There's no good reason to do it. You know, Jesus announces his presence, says that it's him. And then Peter being Peter just immediately wants, I'm going to test him. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what, and that's, we have that problem. Like why, why test, why test Christ? Okay. He announces his authority to us through the Bible. Okay. There's no doubt. And there should not be a doubt in our mind that Christ is real. The Bible is real in the living word of God. There's no doubt because Jesus makes that very clear. And Peter, to test him, says, well, if it is you, then I'll walk out there with you. And we do that. Every single day in our lives, we're like, well, would Jesus really mean that? Or, well, would uh, I don't think this means that. And we, and we just, we test Christ. We test his limits. Yeah. And we're really good at it. Um, and that's what Peter's doing. He's testing his limits here. And ultimately, he loses, you know, what you just said, because he... Everything is going swell and grand and great if you have your eyes on what you're supposed to have your eyes on. Everything is going wonderfully. Excuse me. And then um, after that, he takes his eyes off of him and then realizes, I'm not going to say reality, but he realizes what's around him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man. Here I, comes. I held that back. I fought that. That's okay. Um, but... But yeah, when he when he realizes you know, the dangers of what's around him, and he's like, "Oh, oh man," and he kind of goes back into his shell and is like, "You know what? I'm I'm not gonna have faith right now. I'm gonna hide." And that's kind of what Peter is doing because he starts to sink. And that's well. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, what are some real world examples that we go through every day? Because you know, as Christians, we are called to be set apart and we are called to be different than than your average bear bear joke it just, i think i'm gonna die by a bear attack just kind of stay you're it sorry but um but no we 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 are called to be a different people and the reason why we're different is because of christ we're different because you know we need to recognize that you know, we this is not our home. This is not our permanent place. We're only here for a short time. And that's what should keep us on track, keeping our eyes towards Christ, keeping our eyes fixed towards heaven. And everything else should, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but I mean, everything else either goes the way we think it should go or it's going to go the way that God wants it to go. Right. And, but whenever we start to, to question or test Christ, when we're like, ooh, well, you know, I shouldn't be going through this hard time or I shouldn't be, you know, having to deal with this or this shouldn't have happened. And then we, our eyes, we look around us and realize that the wind and the, you know, things that are around us that shouldn't matter, they do, it becomes daunting and huge and you're like, oh, oh man. And then it causes our faith to slip. Right. And I don't care if whoever's listening to this, I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years, you're, you're going to have moments like this. Yeah. You know, I have moments like this. You have moments like this. I'm, everybody does. But Kevin Darty might even have moments like this. That's Jesus stretching. on earth 
Kevin Darby. Stretching it right there. Just kidding. Um, but we all have moments like this. And then Jesus, yes, he saves him, but reprimands him because he says, how would you feel if Jesus said that to you? This is the son of man. And he goes, oh, you have little oh, faith. Oh, you have little faith. Why do you doubt? Yeah, like I imagine, I, I would feel like, Not right now, pretty like, okay. Very little. Like, I'm sorry. Feel about this tall. Yeah. Because obviously, and, and the same significance should come from us because, yes, we realize, you know, if we keep our eyes on heaven, then we can look back and go, okay, everything's going to be okay. You know, no matter what's going on, everything's going to be okay. And whenever that starts to waver, you know, yeah, Jesus will pull you out of any situation that you're in. I don't care what you've done in your life. I don't care, you know, the sins that you have that you think are unforgivable. Jesus is, can pull you out of that. Yeah. But not without reprimand. I mean, not without being reprimanded. I mean, there are things in the Bible that we do, and there's things in the Bible that tell us that we don't need to be doing. Right. And it's not, I mean... Yes, Jesus is going to pull you out. However, we need to understand that we have we have to hold up our end of this bargain. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're going to get a home in heaven, but we have things that we have to do, and we have things that we can't do in order to get there. And Jesus is doing that with Peter. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pull you up out of this water, but why would you doubt me? Why, why, why would you question anything? And he makes that known. And then in verse 32, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. That blows my mind. Like, you think of... Stop. What does the word cease mean? I mean it's like a dramatic way of saying, yeah. like, stop. Halted. Like, when you see a stop sign, you can't stop five feet after it or you're going to get in a wreck. Right. Or you can't stop ten feet behind it because then the car behind you might... Get, you know, stop means stop. Like, if someone looks at you and says stop, then you need to stop. I mean, it's not... There's no question, I don't think, in, in the English language what that word means Mm -hmm. it means to whatever you're doing don't do it again right now right and that's what that's what blows my mind in this story is i don't think any of us can comprehend wind just ceasing yeah like you can sit in my backyard and you can hear the wind coming see the trees because it may not be here yet but the trees oh you know yeah over yonder are moving, yeah. you know, but just ceasing, just stopping, like instant quiet. Yeah, and it's not just like small winds. Like these are, I think like some versions say boisterous. That's a cool word. Boisterous. Boisterous winds. But imagine some boisterous winds just stopping. And when I, like, you think of the wind, this is what I always think of anytime I hear the word heavy wind, I think of the beach because, unfortunately, I don't care if it says there's zero percent chance of rain, it rains every day at the beach for like at least five minutes and then it'll go away. Yeah. But like I think of it because it's like this this herd of people like when you can see clouds like, they're just all trying to get to, that, to their rooms. Yeah. And like there'll be some people that are like I'm going to be brave and you end up watching them chase their umbrella down the beach yeah. because of the boisterous winds. Boisterous. <laughs> so that's one thing that, that I think of is like that's not just a little breeze. Like it's it's windy. Boisterous. And it stops. Mm-hmm. Immediately, and then and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, "Truly, you are the Son of God." Like we can learn two things here: we can learn about our faith, but we can also learn about how we need to perceive God mm-hmm. and how we need to praise God. 
all the time, not just at church. Like our life should be constant praise, constant admonition, constant, you know, efforts to worshiping God in our everyday life. Right. Everything we do, work, going to the gym, going to whatever is praise to God because, well, I get to do this because of him. Yeah. You know, I get to exist because of him. I get, and though I have problems, though, though my life may not be going picture perfect, I'm looking towards the heavens and saying, it's okay because this is not where I stay. Right. This is not where I'm going to go. You know, so that's, that's what I take from this. I agree. That's, I'm going to finish out the chapter though, real quick. Uh, Verse 34, and when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret. Genesaret. Thank you. I was going to say like Genesaret or something like that. Genesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent or they sent around to all the region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it made him well. Jesus doesn't stop. I yeah, mean, he, he keeps going. He immediately he goes from feeding the 5,000 and he... Immediately goes to walking on the water and, and all these things, and then immediately from that goes Healing straight sick. to Genesaret. Genesaret. Or there's, you can, Genesaret, it doesn't matter. But he goes to this town and immediately starts healing the sick. Right. And so it shows the, the emphasis of we aren't the ones, or Jesus is not the one that pulls away from you. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He never stops. Exactly. You know, his love is never ending. The things that he will do for you is never ending. And we have a hard time comprehending that. Yeah. Like, as if you do somebody wrong enough times, it, the relationship's just not going to get fixed. We understand time. You know. And his but we, we don't understand that whatever is going on in our lives, no matter how many times, he's still there. You know, all we have to do is reach up and grab his hand the way Peter had to do that yeah. in the situation before. And so because of of because of his love, he's doing everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And so that should be something I guess calming to our faith. Yeah. Because, you know, yes we comprehend time, but it's like something that's it's always there. Right. Like, no doubt is always there. I think of stories from, like, whenever I was a kid. It's stupid. But um, we used to have this um, this crossing guard <laughs> at my elementary school. And I, can't, I honestly don't know this man's name. But, if, like, it didn't matter what was going on outside. He was always there, and he always smiled and waved to, like, every car. Uh-huh. And this was, like, in my schools, you know, Cookville schools go, like, you know, elementary school, middle school. Right. You know, we went, we go K eight. Like I'm in the same That's school for eight years. Yeah. And so, uh, when I would like pull up to, whenever I was with my mom, like we would pull up to the school, like it did. I never wondered if he was going to be there because he was always there every day, in the morning and every day in the afternoon. Like rain, storm, fire, wind, hail, high water. Like the man was there. Like, and he had this big raincoat that he used to wear. Like, uh-huh. if it was pouring the rain, it was fluorescent yellow. Like, but yeah, it didn't it matter. Is. Like, he was always there. I never was, I never once out of my mouth was like, I wonder if he's going to be there today. Like, he's going to be there. Yeah. I take it to the bank. Man's going to be there. And we need to realize that about 
Christ. Like, take it to the bank. He's, He's there. there all the time. Like, you can bank on it. Don't, you don't have to ask anybody. Don't have to question it. Like, He's there. Absolutely. We're the ones that say, um, if it is you, yeah. then I'm going to walk. I'm gonna be. I'm, if it is you, I'll be faithful. That's basically what Peter is saying. Right. And we say that every day. You know, I know I'm a Christian. And I know I've been a Christian for a long time, but you know, if I do this, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or if I go and, you know, you, you you get the picture. You fill in the blank. So, I guess the question here, and the only question that really I can ask is, you know, what is your faith? What does it look like? Because we can't be the one testing Christ. Right. You know, because if we do, I shouldn't even say if, when we do, you know, yeah, he'll pull us out of a situation, but there are guidelines in the Bible that we strictly have to follow in order to get to heaven. You know, because that's what Jesus wants. Jesus didn't want to see Peter fall. Mm-hmm. He knew he would. But he didn't want us to do that. Jesus doesn't want us to fall away either. Jesus wants us to be in heaven with him. Like, begs us and gives us a black and white picture of how to get there. Wants us to be there, but yet we're the ones that say, "Mm, maybe I'm going to go my own way. Right. So, don't be like that. You know, Jesus is saying, have faith in me over everything else. Don't worry about what Jim Bob the neighbor's doing. Don't worry about what the government is doing. Don't worry about don't worry about that mess. Because the only person that we have to answer to ultimately is Christ. Right. So that's it. That's the rest of Matthew chapter fourteen. Fifteen next week. So in episode what will be next week? Twenty three. Don't 20, you forget 23. it. Twenty three. Because this is the Taylor Swift episode. episode. It's our I don't MJ know episode. About you. Oh it is. So you have to do the intro next week. I don't know. Anyhow, I'll figure out. 22. That was bad. See you next week. Bye. No singers in here.